Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Coach Speak. I'm Matt Seidel, along with fellow hosts Derek Seidel and Josh Trope. Hello, everybody. It's Tuesday, July 6th, and we are back on the pod after a 76-day hiatus. Uh, I want you to note that's something uh, somewhat ironic. Uh, 76, it's July 6th, that's 7-6. I, I don't know. Maybe we it was meant to be, but here we are back on the pod. Boys, uh, you survive in the dog days of summer, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, you know, the 4th of July was nice. It's we are finally, we've cleared through the rain here. Now it's just really hot out recently, but you know, you can, can deal with that a little bit. And then, you know, taking a little break here for the, for the dead week at Napoleon, but you know, it's been a busy summer and got a lot more coming up with youth camps and stuff. So I'm excited to, to stay after it. Yeah. And, uh, after a 76 day layoff, I just hopefully we, we finish better than Ben Simmons did in the playoffs or, you know, <laughs> you know, make our bunnies a little bit better in our free throws. Oh, oh. so people kept asking me during the, uh, during the layoff, like, Hey, what's, what's going on with the pod? We haven't heard a pod in a while. And I said, well, you know, Derek and I just needed a break from trope. And uh, apparently that got out there as a potential. <laughs> I, I think Josh was confronted, but that, uh, that kind of, but let it be known that we, we love Josh. At least that's our public uh, comment, and we'll keep it that way. But uh, um, anyway, I wanted to, wanted to talk about a few things before we mention a couple of changes that we're going to be uh, doing with the podcast. And uh, we, we, can't, uh, we can't ignore the fact that uh, I think it was May 12th, the NFHS announced that it will permit a 35-second shot clock in high school basketball beginning in the uh, 22-23 season something we've been begging for, calling for, complaining about. And now our great state has a chance to, uh, to implement that rule starting not this coming season, but the following season. Now, currently only eight, only eight states in the country use the shot clock. And all eight of them, of course, were slapped on the wrist and not allowed to, to have anybody on the basketball rules committee, the na- nationwide basketball rules committee, which is ridiculous. But I got a feeling there's going to be a lot more than eight in 22-23. What are your thoughts? Are you happy about it? Are you skeptical about it? What? I'm definitely excited. Um, it, it definitely seemed that this was the biggest holdup was the NFHS situation. Um, they just were so worried about, you know, like you said, not being able to be represented on the board or whatever it is, which just is ridiculous. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, to to, to kind of get this first step there, I mean, that's exciting. And, and I I just, I don't know of any coaches that I've talked to recently that are against it. I really, I haven't, I can't tell you, can't name one for you. And I guess it's not only the coaches that are making the decision, but um, yeah, I definitely think it's overdue and um, hopefully Michigan adopts it. Hopefully, you know, maybe the, a lot of other States do as well. I just think it creates better basketball as we've talked about plenty of times. Same here as, as I talked to coaches the last week in June, everybody was, you know, 100% 100% on board with this. And I didn't run into anybody that wasn't. Um, and I think in June, it reminded me again why it's so important. Twice this summer, <laughs> we played people in the summer league games, were meaningless games where we're just trying to play as many kids as we can and things like that. They were holding the ball the last four minutes of a summer league game up eight or six points. And, you know, and, and that's fine to each their own. But I'm just like, one more reason we need a shot clock. I mean, just keep playing basketball. So hopefully that. It, it'll happen in, in a couple of years. And I, I feel pretty optimistic that it will. 
I've been pretty skeptical about it, but I, I will say this. So, uh, Mark Ewell from the MHSAA paid Olivet High School a visit in um, right before the district baseball tournament. We were having some uh, some issues, let's just say, on the diamond with our great rivals from uh, Lake Odessa, Lakewood. And Mark decided to stop by. He was over at the college. I was out. I was out at the stadium getting ready for graduation. But so we ended up connecting later uh, that week via phone. But he mentioned in passing as we were getting ready to hang up, he says he noticed that the shot clocks were still on our basketball hoops in the Olivet Gym, which they've been up there for 25 years and never used. But he led me to believe that if the if the if the representative council, based on recommendation recommendations from BCAM, uh, were in favor of it, that he he was all in favor of it. So he was pretty positive about it, which uh, you know he, he wasn't tipping his hat totally, but. I think uh, I don't think he's going to be an obstacle. I don't think his, the people working for him are going to be an obstacle. It's just a matter of, of getting that process taken care of. So I, I could actually see us having it in 22-23. Um, I think that would be great. So um, and speaking of BCAM, we got a uh, we all filled out. Hopefully, all BCAM members uh, received it and filled it out. We got a survey. It was less than two weeks ago, I think, that covered a lot of things. It covered our, our it wanted input from us about the shot clock. Uh, how many games we should be playing in a season with some scenarios involved there, uh, whether or not we should be playing two games in a day, if that should be allowed. So that, I thought that was a, uh, I, I haven't filled one of those out in a long time, if, if at all from BCAM. And I, I, I took a few years off from BCAM, but I thought that was a positive step as well. Yeah, yeah. it was a great survey. Yep. I'd be really curious to see the results. Um, you know, on, on all those topics, I'm just curious because, like, you know, we, like we say, we, we haven't heard other coaches that, that think differently than us. I mean, that would obviously give you a wide range of people who have been polled. And it sounds like, you know, if with, with what Mark Yule's saying, that that's going to play a major role is what, what BCAM decides to to suggest. And it's, it's good that they're getting the – or hearing the voice of everybody. Um, it's funny even reading through that, though, like especially with the, the – the games thing, like they're still so conservative. Like, would you be in favor of adding two games? It's like, no, I'd be in favor of adding eight games. Like, what are you talking? Like, like they're like, so like, Oh, two games. Like, you know, it's like, goodness gracious. Like let's, let's get a little more aggressive with it. But I, I, I understand it has to work that way. <laughs> and it was two games in lieu of losing two of your scrimmages though. Right. You could play 22, but you'd only get two scrimmages and so forth. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm pushing the envelope all, all year this year. We have four we have four exhibition games scheduled uh, in, instead of scrimmages. We're actually going to play them like games and just follow MHSA guidelines. So the way I look at it, Olivet's playing 24 games this coming year, and it fits into a perfect schedule. And uh, when we go down and, and take our, our butt kicking from Chelsea in January, we're, we're going to play with the, the shot clock as well. Maybe even the Elam ending. You never know. So, uh, yeah, we're pushing the envelope in all areas right now. So it's good stuff. Uh, a couple other things uh, before we jump into uh, some changes with our own uh, uh, house here with the Coach Speak podcast, but uh, we'd be remiss not to mention that uh, the Cascades Conference just lost perhaps its most successful coach in history. Chad Mortimer is uh, stepping down at Hanover Horton to do what? I don't know. I'm sure he's going to sell houses. He's, he's now going to start making some money. Then what's he going to yeah. do? But that, that's that's huge news, uh, not just for Chad. You got to wish him well and what a job he's done. But, you know, the questions now can Hanover keep the dynasty going in his absence and, and or does that open 
the cascades up a little bit for uh, young bucks like Derek Seidel at Napoleon and the, and the Michigan Center program that's been nipping at their heels for years. So that's that's huge news. Yeah, I, I mean, I would not want to be the guy to follow Chad. I, although, I mean, a lot of people want that wanted that job. I know they made a great hire. The, the girls' coach moved over there, and he'll do a good job. And but man, that's those are tough shoes to fill. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and I think Coach Birch having having Carson Sanders, uh, you know, the returning best player in the area or in the league for sure, back, you know, that that'll help uh, at least for a year there to to, to bridge the gap, um, no doubt. But yeah, it, it is uh, it's crazy when you look at those stats that he put up over his career. It's just it's wild. But uh, yeah, I can I can speak speaking as a coach in the Cascades. Everybody is. Uh, is a little excited to, to feel like they have more of a chance now. I guess another big uh, news point in the area, uh, Braylon Green from Lincoln, who, you know, obviously Lincoln, uh, when Imani Bates was there, you know, became a national uh, name. Like people, it, it's Lenny Lincoln. Everybody, oh, yeah, that's where Imani Bates plays. Well, Braylon Green uh, played there as well. And, uh, you know, he was getting a bunch of uh, a pub this spring he got a scholarship offer from Alabama. He got one from Michigan State. So this is an elite five-star kid that's uh, playing there. Well, he just announced, uh, I guess, officially yesterday. I know Josh knew this uh, well in advance and shared it with us, but uh, he's leaving to, to play at a prep school in Southern California. <laughs> Not bad. Wish uh, no prep schools were calling for me back in my day to go to California. That's for sure. But big news uh, for him. Uh, any Josh, have you talked to Jesse about that? And What's his thought? No, I, I had not talked to Jesse. I actually knew that because I had talked to Braylon's dad a few weeks ago at a basketball tournament, and I've just known him through the years, and, and he was actually officiating one of my son's basketball games, and we, we just kind of, in passing, he, he mentioned that was, this was coming. I, I, I don't know. I, I struggle with it, though. I, I mean, to each their own, but, like, this is a kid, like you said, he's already a national recruit. He's got an offer from Alabama, Arizona State, Michigan State. I mean, so to me, I mean – to move there, what do you? I mean, what are you looking for? North Carolina, Duke, and Kentucky. I mean, is that the goal? Because I, I mean, those are pretty much the only schools UCLA that haven't offered. I mean, you pretty much have everybody else. And I think that those other schools are those offers are probably coming. Texas, UCLA, all those places. So I don't know. I, I guess if the family's moving there, that makes sense. Or I don't know. Maybe maybe they just like the weather better. I, I don't know. I, because I feel like Jesse runs one of the best programs in the state of Michigan and the gym's always open. So I, I am a little concerned why, why these kids are leaving. I'd like to hear, you know, I didn't get in it into it that day with his dad about why I was kind of in shock that he was leaving. So I, I think I, I, of course I'm supportive of what everybody does, but I'd like to know why these, the kids are leaving, I guess. If you, if you already have all those offers, I guess, why are you leaving? Yeah, my best guess is just that, you know, these kids feel they need to play that highest level of competition all the time. I mean, the, the, the thing with that, though, that I guess I would counter is like these kids are playing ridiculous national AAU schedules on the on the, you know, these these shoe circuits where you're getting that, you know, already during during that time. And, and uh, you know, it seems like maybe that would be enough. You know, you could just work on your own game and you're still getting good competition, you know, in the in the SEC red and then you know, uh, you can find, you know, ways to play really high level competition, even as a Michigan school. I, I know it was big news, you know, when Amani decided to, to go the prep school route and everything. And there was a lot of people talking about how, you know, it's just, we got to change the rules to try and keep these kids around. And I think I was kind of on that side of the, 
of the aisle with, with the, the last few times we had prep school kids leave. I mean, Miles Bridges did it as well, going back a few years and stuff. Um, but Josh I guess, Jackson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it really is such a small number of players that we're talking about that, that, that affects. So it really doesn't make that big of a deal uh, either way. And I don't even know if you, you know, allowed for a more national schedule for Michigan teams, if that would change anything. But uh, it, it definitely does. It's disappointing just because, like, when you think about how big the events were every time Lincoln played when they had Amani Bates, like, I don't know that Braylon Green is quite that name, but when you have a five-star kid in your area, I mean, people are going to want to go out and see that. And, you know, with hopefully things opening up this year, I mean, it would have been, you know, possibly a packed house every night again for Lincoln. And now, not saying it won't be, uh, they still might be good. I don't know a ton about the rest of their personnel, but it's, it's definitely, you know, not going to be the same without the, the five-star uh, kid like that with all the offers that he had. Yeah. It will be interesting to see if the rail splitters <laughs> can overcome. I mean, two years ago they had Bates and they had green. I mean, you're going to be watching uh, television. Uh, well, ne- the next it's few Simon years. Wheeler too, right? Yeah. That Simon Wheeler. Was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, the list goes on and on. Yeah. That, that's crazy. So anyway, um, you know, we, we got through the month of June. I mean, and, and you think about uh, a year ago, we were, we were having to practice outside without, you know, so with social distancing and, and uh, just kind of a ridiculous playing on outdoor courts that weren't very good. Um, and maybe we forgot the value of, of having a summer basketball, but all of us got to go through uh, the month of June with our teams, man, was that, was that, uh, if you did forget, uh, you it didn't take long to remember, but um, that, that, that was pretty cool. I don't know. I, I had a good time with it. What did you guys learn about your teams, about just the, the players in the area, coaches in the area? How did it feel to, to be doing your thing in June again? Yeah, there's no doubt. I, I definitely forgot how valuable it was. Just, and just to think about the biggest way that it hit me was just thinking about how much a couple of my kids progressed from, you know, practice number one on, you know, what, whatever it was, June 7th to our last game at the end of June, it was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, they, they played 25 games and you can see how much more comfortable they are in our system and just playing and uh, against good competition, you know, all summer long, like just, they look like a different player now. It's like, you know, a year ago, we literally had nothing um, <laughs> to, to equate to that. And it's just amazing to, to think how much really we lost out on. You didn't even realize it a year ago, or at least I didn't realize it. Um, while we were going through it, obviously there was other things to worry about, but that was the biggest thing for, for me. And I know you already mentioned that, but it was a successful summer for us. I mean, um, being a smaller school, you know, you, you, uh, you tend to run into a lot more, uh, schools that are larger than you, than you would play during the season, um, which is always cool. And it's all, it's also just fun to play schools from different, um, different areas that, you know, you never would run into during the season, um, get to play against good players. And, and, you know, it's always great when, you know, even if you have a, a bad game, you're playing again in an hour. <laughs> so just like we talked about with AAU some in the spring. Yeah. I mean, I, I had not forgotten. I, I last summer was miserable. <laughs> I mean, I, for 20 plus years, summer basketball was my, one of my favorite things about coaching. So I had not forgotten. Um, I, you know, it's just, it's so key. Um, for the young kids that maybe struggled during the season on varsity, they get their swagger in the summer because now they're not young kids anymore and they've grown a few inches, they've gained some weight. And, and now instead of coming off the bench, they're starting. 
you know, I think in summer basketball is even more key for our coaching staff to get a good look at six through 10, like let kids figure out their role, um, where they fit and build confidence because they're getting as many minutes as one through five in the summer for the most part. And I, and I just think that, you know, overall, you know, you, it lets the kids really develop some relationships and a loose atmosphere, especially what we just went through this year where, where we're in masks at practice, no team dinners, no team trips. So this was a great just bonding experience, summer basketball for our kids to be able to hang out in the gym without a mask on and be able to talk and, and go out to eat together and all those things. And so it really was a great experience in, in every way. And um, yeah, I mean, and, and for the most part, it wasn't too hot so that the gym floors weren't too slippery or dangerous. I know a few times they were, especially in all of that where they don't have air conditioning and things <laughs> like that. But, uh, yeah. Overall, I, I love summer basketball. Um, Derek mentioned it. We didn't quite get 25 games, but, but I know we, we got a season worth of games and, you know, coaches in other sports, you know, they, I know they don't always love our kids playing summer basketball. Summer basketball is essential to what we do. I mean, our, our kids grow and develop so much. You basically get an extra season of high school basketball just in a month. And, and it's quick. And if you do it right and you end it by July 1st, which is the right thing to do, kids have all July to get ready for their fall sport or play travel baseball. And there's got to be some give and take. And I'll tell you this, too, as, a, as an older coach, for you young coaches listening on there, you know, and, and, and I know Matt didn't take this advice because I think he's an old coach that forgot he's an old coach. Um, I, I, I highly recommend giving your kids weekends off in June as much as possible. Like we, we played um, usually like Tuesday, Thursday and then all day Friday somewhere. And honestly, I thought that was the perfect amount. We only played one weekend day the whole month. And um, to me, staying off the weekends is huge for the kids. Let's them go out on the lake, graduation parties, all those things. You'll look at it 15 years from now and you'll realize that playing those three games on Saturday did not win you a game in January or February. And you probably would have been a lot more popular with the parents and players if you gave them Saturday off. Yeah, whatever. Um, we, uh, you're right. We did play probably too many weekends. I'll, I'll listen to the wise, the wise Josh will pay next year and not schedule as much. But uh, we played uh, – played eight dates eight competition dates this summer um 21 games and I used to play all 15 dates I mean I I just because and but I had guys that were just basketball players and at Olivet it's a good thing but we have a lot of kids that are free sport and at least two sport athletes so they're they're being torn a little bit with with football stuff and but I thought eight dates and 21 games work you guys sound you're in a similar mode in terms of how many games you play I read that Belleville played 41 games this summer like <laughs> that's a lot of basketball, man. Uh, as I, I want to see Adam's schedule. I don't know if he was taking different teams on different nights or if he had kids that played all 41 games, but that's a ton of basketball in a short period of time, but um, to each his own, as we say in, in June. So, but, okay, moving on. We have a couple of, uh, of exciting things to discuss. Uh, I think one is a, a, an actual event that's going to be put on by our coach speak podcast that we're excited about. And the other is kind of a change in our podcast format. Uh, Josh, I'm going to turn things over to you and have you explain the event that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, um, on Wednesday, July 21st at Dexter High School, we are having a midsummer showcase sponsored by the Coach Speak podcast. Um, it is an invite only showcase at this time. Uh, we, we put together a really good committee that recommended players' names. It is focused on the Ann Arbor area. Um, we we kind of spread down to Lenaway, spread out to Jackson, went as far east as Belleville at this time. 
and we're looking to move into Livingston County as well. I know we've touched into Brighton right now. So we're really trying to stay really focused on this area. And we're trying to stay focused on kids and the, the classes that 2022 and 2023 classes right now, you know, and as well as having a great committee, give us names from, from all the area leagues and schools. We also were really good about reaching out to some AAU coaches. I know Jordan Ebbs was very helpful with giving us some names. Um, Keith Wade. And then also we reached out to all the local uh, high school coaches and asked for recommendations as well. So between the high school coaches, the committee, some AAU coaches, I, I feel like we were really able to, to put a really good list of kids together. We're looking at filling 42 to 49 spots right in there, you know, 42 being an ideal number. And then the last piece, which I, I, I recommended and I, I was really happy that the committee listened to was, you know, as an, as a small college coach at Spring Arbor, there were all, all, you know, a lot of times I'd really want to see a kid and I didn't get the chance to see him as many times as I could have, whether, you know, they weren't at the event I went to, or the kid wasn't there themselves, or they were hurt or dinged up, things like that. There's always one or two more times I like to see that kid up close um, and be on their court. So what we did was we, we sent a text out to all the NAI and um, MIAA uh, coaches in the state as as well as Indiana. We've texted several Division II coaches um, in the state as well. And we asked them to give us names of players they'd like to see again. And they've been great about that and, and sending kids they'd like to see up close. We've reached out to those kids. We've left the area for a few of them just because we want to make the coaches happy. I mean, we want the event to be worthwhile both for the college coaches and for the student athletes. Um, and I think we're doing that. And, and you know, we owe Dexter High School – uh, you know, athletic director, Mike Bavanaugh, head coach, Jason Russian, a huge thank you for letting us use their facility that night. I think it's going to be a great event. We have commitments for over from over 13 colleges right now, several more that are, that are just waiting to, to commit type thing. We're looking to get into the crossroads league a little bit more, and we're looking for a few more division two uh, coaches to commit as well. But right now it's, it's shaping up to be a great event. Um, the list of names is, is, is pretty awesome. And, and I, I'm looking forward to kind of getting that out on social media early next week with like who's committed as far as players and, and colleges. Good deal. Well said. Yeah. That, that's going to be fun. Something we, uh, I mean, I, we were talking about, I, I don't even know how that evolved. We were talking about getting together with some of our, our players and playing in July. And the next thing you know, Josh's brain started, uh, started going, you know, like it usually does starts going off the rails a little bit. And next thing you know, we're, we're talking about a showcase. And, uh, and here we are uh, two weeks away. So yeah, I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. And hopefully we, uh, hopefully we have some good basketball that night and good conditions and the, and the kids uh, stay healthy and, and can do it. You know, we've, we've got some other kids that we've invited that aren't going to be able to make it because uh, they're banged up a little bit, but uh, the, the field right now is really good. And the list of coaches that are interested in coming is, is it's just as uh, impressive. So again, looking forward to it. Okay. Another item we'd like to discuss is a, is a change in our format or focus or, or whatever you want to call it uh, when it comes to the Coach Speak podcast. And I guess you could call it a kind of an expansion of our podcast. Uh, Derek, uh, how about you break that one down for us? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, first off, just to get right to it, I mean, we're, we're excited to, to be launching a new podcast. Um, now, it's going to be it's a little confusing the way we're, we're trying to, to shift things around here. But I think once we get going, it'll, it'll make sense. But the new podcast is actually just going to be called the Coach Speak Podcast. So um, that, that will take on kind of the center uh, role here with our 
with our um, our focus, I guess, on, on our podcast. Now, that that new podcast is going to feature conversations with basketball coaches from multiple levels. Um, we're really hoping to focus on high school coaches and small college coaches to begin with, but obviously, you know, we'll look to expand um, wherever we can, um, you know, and, and just try and find um, different interesting topics we, we can uh, have discussions about. And, and, you know, each of those episodes is going to basically be a conversation um, with a coach talking about some, some things that they do that are unique, interesting, or special, um, that could, we're, we're really hoping to get more into the details, whether that be on scheme, um, culture, which, you know, is obviously everyone always loves to talk about programs with good culture, um, you know, skill development, whatever it is, um, for talking with college coaches, you know, getting into, you know, what they're looking for, um, out of, you know, uh, out of players when they, you know, they obviously get to select their players more, just, just really more in-depth conversations as opposed to just, um, news and, um, kind of happenings in the area. So this will allow us to expand a little bit. Um, obviously this might not be for everyone. It might be more, uh, focused on, uh, a listener base. That's, that's actually coaches. Um, but, um, that that's kind of something that I think it's a good opportunity for us. I know for me personally, I'm looking at it as, you know, a great professional development opportunity. Again, that's a, that's a teaching term, but uh, just a chance for me to get to listen to other successful coaches. I obviously, um, I'm, I'm always excited to get to do that. So that, that's, I guess what I'm looking forward to most out of that. Um, if you're still a little confused on what exactly that'll look like, you can, if you, if you listen to, um, any other podcasts that, uh, that talk with coaches we're kind of going to steal some things from there. Again, we've talked previously about the slapping glass podcast. Again, a lot of what we're thinking kind of stems from that podcast. Um, and the really, really cool things they do there. Obviously we're not, uh, we're going to focus on different types of coaches, more of a, you know, smaller schools and, and high schools, like, like I said, to begin with, but that's kind of uh, where we got the idea from. Now, as for this podcast that you're listening to right now, our, our, what's currently called the coach speak greater Ann Arbor area podcast. Um, it's not going to go away. Um, it, it still may kind of um, take a back seat for a little while, especially in the summer. There's not a ton of things for us to discuss, um, but we're still going to keep the feed open. Now we will, we will make a name change. We haven't officially settled on that name change, but the, it'll essentially focus on just Ann Arbor hoops. And we'll still include the coach speak name in there. So you know that it, uh, it still is from us. It's still attached to um, our coach speak, I guess, network of podcasts there. Um, and the focus of this will still remain the same. It'll be on Ann Arbor area hoops. Um, we'll still talk some about uh, news uh, in the area, news in the state, um, you know, things like the shot clock that we love to try and hammer home. And, and hopefully we can get that um, through at some point. And then we also, you know, if, if there's anything exciting going on in the area with players, you know, we still would like to occasionally do some interviews with them, you know, and feature them if there's ever anything interesting for us to talk about um, there. So again, just to, to be clear on this current um, feed, you're not going to see as many episodes, um, moving forward, at least during the off season here. Uh, we still may sprinkle in a few, if we get different, uh, different newsworthy things, um, that come up, but then our new podcast, which again is going to be in a new feed and it will be called the coach speak podcast. Um, that will release once a week. Um, hopefully we're, we're hoping to have the first one out, um, probably next week sometime or, or very soon. And then we'll try and keep it on a, on a, a, uh, once a week schedule, moving forward from there. Again, if you're looking to find that podcast, the best way would, would I would say at this point in time would be to, um, to just follow social media. So whether that be Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram, we'll definitely put it all out there um, for you guys to find. And then once, once that's up, you'll be able to, you know, follow that on your podcasting app um, and be able to, to get all the new episodes when they come in every week through that. But am I missing anything there? 
I, just one thing, I'm, I'm confused. I, I, we're not going to have Jeff Van Gundy and Sue Bird on the podcast. I mean, what's this local small college thing? Wait a minute. I, I didn't sign up for that. I thought we were like going to be national. I mean, well, we are national. I mean, we can, we can be national. I do like uh, what Derek said, the, the new podcast, although we might not have Van Gundy and Bird, but uh, at least yet. But it, it really is, it's uh, the audience is anybody, anybody who's into coaching or a scheme or culture that comes with basketball teams or, or maybe not even just basketball, but it doesn't have to be just the Ann Arbor area. That, that is anybody involved uh, can, can touch. You don't have to be in our state. You don't have to be in our country for that matter. Um, the Ann Arbor area basketball one will still be with a much more local focus. So, um, but yeah, uh, good, good question there, Josh. Good question. So uh, anyway, well done you two uh, explaining those changes. Uh, I, I, I'm glad I turned it over to you, but that, uh, that does it for this uh, long overdue uh, episode. Uh, Derek, Josh, good to be back on the pod with you two. Hopefully uh, we didn't confuse anyone with the explanation, but I think those two gentlemen did a great job articulating. So um, regardless, we're going to be back very soon. The next time you hear from us, we'll likely be with our new Coach Speak podcast um, episode. So until then, everyone, stay safe, get some shots up, and peace. Thank you.